Blog Talk Radio. Is Mike here?
um, and take this team to where they can possibly, you know, get a playoff there. It's possible. Um, he does need some a few more weapons, of course. Um, I think we'll see that change coming up soon as we still see Trace and, you know, all of those types of things happen. Um, as we start off today, I am thankful that all of my people have arrived and we can get it started right here at Sportsman Bar which is hosted by a good friend of mine and owned by a good friend of mine, Mr. Rory Lee. I'm sure a lot of you know yes, who he yes, is. If you yes. paid Thank any you. attention so um, back in the 90s, uh, Rory played for the Thornton Wildcats. And he was a premier running back for them as well. Uh, went on to play at Wisconsin, right? And went on to play at Wisconsin. And uh, has done very well for himself as a local football hero here in the south suburbs where we're located on Paulina and Dixmore, I believe. Forget what the address is. I'll get that to you all the next time around. <laughs> the address was worth it. It's 14348 um, in Dixmore. It's absolutely awesome to be here. We are going to do live fans tailgates from here going forward, but we got to give Rory, like, the biggest. And thank you so much for having us. It's absolutely awesome. And we're going to be hanging out here. It's the coolest spot for football fans on Sunday if you are in the Chicagoland area. So let's bring it back to the Bears because we haven't heard from our diehard Bears fan, Mike. Mike's been pretty quiet. It might have something to do with the fact that, um, you know, we're doing a little breakfast thing right now at the bar, but he's been awfully quiet, and that's not typical of, of Mike. So let's, let's get it cracking this morning. The awesome Bears fan, what's up with your team and the hope for the postseason? Uh, literally, I have enjoyed the fact that uh, Jay Cutler – is looking like what I've been screaming for years, and everybody that was saying, get rid of him, get rid of him, get rid of him, they got to see how horrible Jamie Clawson was. They got to see Jay Cutler being in charge. Jay Cutler finally has an offensive coordinator that is that is monitoring things. Matt Forte is leading the NFL in rushing. He's leading the NFL in touches of the ball. Uh, the defense, the Bears' defense, ironically, is the number four total defense in the NFL. So anybody and everybody that's been hating on the Bears, sit down, have a few seats, and let's enjoy this ride. I'm not expecting for the Bears to win the Super Bowl this year, but what I am expecting is a good ride along the way. Well, okay, well, I'll just sit down and have a few seats because I uh... – you know, I have Bears issues. I have, you know, I don't know. <laughs> I, um, I like what I see, and I knew that the Bears were going to come out this way, especially after game one. Even though they did lose to the Packers, they show points. They show everything that I think Jay Cutler wanted to display last year. He got to display the season opener and even game two. And we're seeing how effective he is now that he's back, and he's not even 100%. So that's letting us know that this season, you know, for the Bears, the quarterback is honestly the truth. But I'm still not sold because we have had some amazing bear seasons until, like, game, like, eight, week eight, week ten. I'm not sold yet. I see what he's doing. I see a lot of the hype. I'm proud that he's back. It's obvious that he is a big factor in the team. But I'm not sold yet. So maybe, you know, one of you all still have to sell me on this because I'm not really, you know, Jay Cutler is showing his maturity this year, but I'm still not sold because I've I've been hoodwinked and bamboozled going into the postseason by the Bears. So you know, let's hit me with something. Well, 
And you you might not be sold. What? You don't have to be. I'm a fan of Jay Cutler. Jay Cutler has an offense and a defense. Part of the problem was Jay Cutler was didn't have an offensive coordinator. He has always had a running back, but then he had an offensive coordinator or someone that didn't know when to give him the ball. Then he felt like, okay, i got to win everything on every throw because my defense won't protect me. Jay Cutler has everything. I'm not going to sit here and preach that Jay Cutler is the end-all, be-all. I'm a Bears fan. I am not a Cutler fan. Let's get this straight. And being a Bears fan, you look at the entire picture. Now, I was upset at Jimmy Clausen for a few weeks, two weeks, because people were excited, get rid of Jay Cutler, let's put this guy in. He got John Fox fired once, and if they kept him in, he was going to get John Fox fired again. Now, one of the things my fellow Bear fan on the show, he's been quiet. I need some support on my thoughts. <laughs> well, I'm kind of in between, to be totally honest with you. Do I believe that they have a chance to turn everything around and get the team going in a positive direction? Yes. Do I believe it's going to be a long-term thing? I have no idea. <laughs> Because I like that. Right, right. I, I've been. You know, we've been doing it. I don't know. That's, that's, mm. I said enjoy the ride. Enjoy the ride does not mean that everything's about to be 100% perfect. I didn't say we were the Patriots. I didn't say we were the Seahawks. I just said enjoy the ride. That's all I'm saying. Let's enjoy the ride. All right, well, cool. So with that, say back up with the Lions. So we know the Lions have had a crappy season. I'm probably one of six fans that are cheering for them across the U.S. Well, the Lions, but... One thing on the Lions is, from the standpoint of their defense looks good. However, offensively, they just have not been able to pull out the games, you know, where they need to be as far as point goes. They've done very well as far as, you know, doing... um, you know, pursuing the ball. They played great last week, even even though they ended up losing. But they're just not one of those teams that – they're just not one of those teams that can come back, you know, from being behind. They just have not proven to be able to do it. And so with the Bears having some having had success these last couple of weeks as far as having some total games, they have a little falsery here and there, you know, here and there when they come to special teams. But when it really comes down to it, I do believe that, you know, the Bears have the better team in this in right now. Um, you know, the Lions are a good – I can't even say they're a good team. They have good people on their team. They have a good – you know, they, they have some decent players. But, you know, Matt Stafford can't do it by himself. Um, you know, when it comes down to it, um, Golden Tate has, hasn't really showed anything this year so far. And Megatron is, you know, for once, you know, we can say that Megatron is being beat up by, you know, Optimus Prime this time around. It's not he's not the antagonist when it comes to being, you know, um, the the weapon he's used to be in the past days. So what it really boils down to is whether or not he can do anything today. You know, if they can't get together today. 
I agree with that, but I'm wondering if it's beyond. I'm starting to now look at the coaching situation, especially well, actually on both with the offensive coordinator and the defensive coordinator. When you look at a lot of things going on with the Lions, it's going beyond just the fact that this isn't the Megatron that we're used to seeing. We're used to seeing Calvin definitely be superhuman. He's had to battle back from a few injuries. Some some players' age catches up with him. Some are blessed to you know, have a Charles Woodson-type careers and Moon-type careers, and then some, you know, in their 20s, that's pretty much it. And it's almost what we're looking at. I'm also not impressed with Golden Tate. We've gotten the Lions to a point where there is discipline on the team, but it's like we said before, it's made them entirely too calm. There's not enough, and, and there are no moves. When you see things going wrong, your average coach will jump in. They'll make changes. It's not going on with the Lions, so I'm very confused. They've got a great coach. They've got a great team. Yeah, they're, they're getting some pretty big defensive injuries, and they're going head-to-head. Even to hear Golden Tate complain when they played the Vikings about how hard he was being hit. Boo, welcome to the black and blue division. Like, what's the complaint about? Like, that's what we do here. You would have never made it with, with the Bears about 20 years ago because that's just what the division is about. It's going to happen. You know, I hate dirty hits, but things do happen, and sometimes they're unintentional. But the Lions really have to step up their game. The coaches have to make game-time adjustments. That's not what I'm seeing. I also don't see a lot of O-line protection for Matt Stafford. He was able to come out this season and have a stellar season. He is throwing bombs. His aim, his everything has been awesome. It's just his receiving core and his running backs are letting me down. They're letting him down. And I don't see any adjustments. I mean, you've got a practice squad. You've got a second string. You've got a third string. I'm not seeing any adjustments, so I'm very confused with what the Lions are trying to do. Are they even trying to have a successful season or, or you know, try to pull it out? I'm totally lost. Somebody needs to help me with this because I'm confused. I, literally, I hate to be honest about this. People keep forgetting the Lions head coach was the head coach of the Colts during their such two and 14 seasons, and I wanted to give a brother a chance. I gave him a chance. Yes, some people talked it up as he did so bad because they didn't have Peyton Manning that season, which is true. But at some point, we have to look at what's on the field for the Lions because you do have Matt Stafford. You do have who's supposed to be Megatron. Now, granted, Megatron has not been so much Megatron as of late, but such a great offensive coordinator, such a great head coach, is supposed to be able to do something with what he has on the field. Granted, I know you don't have such a grand offensive line and such a grand running running core, but you got to do something. And I'll use the example of my Bears. Lovey Smith did a whole lot with nothing many years because he had a good defense. So if you're not going to do something on the offensive side of the ball, do something on the defensive side of the ball. Do something. And one of the things that I had stayed true with, Detroit needed to show me something. I was one of the few people that kept on saying Detroit needs to show me something. Now, with Detroit playing the Bears, um, many of the national pundits are split both ways on this. Some people are saying that the Bears are coming together. They're ready to go on a winning streak. And then there are plenty others that are saying, yeah, but Detroit's only playing Chicago today. Detroit's going to finally get their win. One way or the other, somebody got to show me something. And because let's be honest, the Chicago fans, Chicago hasn't really beat much of anybody yet because they beat Oakland and they beat 
Some people say, well, yeah, we beat uh, Kansas City. They're supposed to be a good team. Well, you're only as good as your record. Bill Parcells was noted for saying that. And the record of the Kansas City Chiefs after losing to the Bears is 1-4. and four. Even if Chicago wins today, they will have beat Oakland, Kansas City, and Detroit. If Detroit wins today, they will have beat Chicago. So whatever wins today, other than the win, you ain't got you ain't got nothing to be happy about because you haven't beat much anybody yet. So all that being said, I was ready for a lot to go on. I can't say. I mean, this is a divisional matchup, so even if they, you know, suffered outside of the division, these are the games that are really big heavy hitters. And if the Lions are able to get a W today, that's major. So this is a divisional matchup. The Bears came out, you know, looking good. Then we saw what they looked like without Jay Cutler. And they do have a nice defensive front. They have a couple injuries going on with the Lions, but they have an amazing defensive front. They Even without uh, even without Nick Barry, they're still holding their own on defense they're against the well, if you look at the points they allow, not really, but I think I think <laughs> I think when it comes down to the Bears though, if they are able to get through that O line and get a Jay Cutler, and if they're able to stop those Matt Forte slant runs, which would be amazing, but they just may be able to, because it'd be a miracle to see Matt run up the middle. Then honestly, um, this might be a little bit of a battle. This 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 might be a little bit of a battle. Yeah, Mike's looking like he wanted to get at me over the comment. Oh, uh, here we go. Yes, Mike. What would you like? I see his face. See it all. He's turning red, ladies and gentlemen. Tell me about that for Um, you want me to tell you about Matt Forte? I'm not even gonna address how little confidence I have in Detroit stopping Matt Forte because the rest of the NFL has not stopped Matt Forte. That's kind of the problem. You can only hope to contain him. You can only hope to contain Matt Forte. And the good thing is whether you stop Matt Forte or not, the best thing about Jay Cutler this year, he's discovered there's more than one person to throw the ball to. So even if you figure out stopping Matt Forte, Matt, uh, Jay Cutler has figured out I can even throw the ball to the little sisters of the poor, considering that's what the Bears' uh, wide receiving core has looked like. Uh, we have not had our best receivers on the field, but Jay Cutler has opened his eyes. The offensive coordinator has opened up the playbook, partially because he's had no choice. When you don't have a choice, you throw the ball to everybody. But because of that, he's discovered there are other people to throw it to. Any questions? Yeah, I'm, I'm still not so. I mean, no, don't don't get me wrong. I do know that Matt Forte is like one of the top premier, top five backs in the league. But, you know, I'm trying here. Lions fans, work with me because um, – while I'm not a diehard Lions fan, I am trying to root for you. So y'all got to work with me. You got to get, get the, we got to get the team together. Hopefully they can pull out a W. So, but I mean, it's still the line. Who are they gonna affect if it's a loss? Like, if this is their only win of the season, if they don't repeat 2008 where they went 0 16 and they go like 1 15, it still isn't gonna matter. I just want them to have at least one W. Hanging in, in, in I, it, it's not, you know. It doesn't, I, it doesn't have to be the Bears. 
Now that's 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 okay. So Jay Cutler's back. They pulled out two two bombs. They, they pulled them out. So this could be win number three. It could be win number three. But on top of that, um, let's see if they can do another division. Let's see if they can honestly outside the division. These are really important games. These you know wild card postseason. These are the people you battling. So let, I want to see what they can do in the division because it's obvious when they, they went to, to LA, LA they got too much. I mean, San Diego, they got too much. I'm going to be a shotgun right now because I'm ready to kill Taff with some of her comments. Uh, literally. And back to what Mike said, it don't have to be the Bears. That's first off. Let's get that clear. It does not have to be Chicago. Really? Really? That's how much time you got to say. I'm going to say, we're going to take it all on. Wait till we get on that slide. I don't care. You don't have to. I don't care. So, so if Green Bay comes out, we'll get it done. I'm not going to bat in because it's the Packers. Like, no. I didn't bat because it was the Packers. No, I'm talking about the Lions. They're going to the final play. Let's keep that real. But the Lions is the W, so that means your team needs to play a whole lot better. So I'm going to, you know, I don't have that outcome with her. And then I'm watching the Lions-Bears game for sport. I'm 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 really watching the Lions Bears game for sport. I want to see if the Lions can bring it together, and I want to see if the Bears are the truth and can go, you know, for W number. I I won't disagree with most of what you just said, but we also realize we have other parts of the show, so I'm not gonna uh, monopolize the rest of the show. Let, let's well, I'm gonna try, man. Oh, you gonna try? <laughs> That's cool. I, I, I got some Bears support. I got some well, this this is not even this is neither bear nor Detroit support. This is divisional support. All right, so this is the way I look at it. If you're coming from the standpoint of today's game and what it really means, outside of who they play outside the league, like she said, it has no bearing. It is a NFC North game. So today is the start of their bid for the NFC title. Right now, the Bears are already zero and one in the division. Right, they need to be one and one in the division. Has Detroit played? Who's Detroit? Has Detroit played anybody in the division yet? Let me take a look. Let us take a look, people. Give me just a moment. We'll pull up some stats real quick. All right. I don't think they have. No, they are. 0-2 oh, in non-conference, and they are, it is right, 0-3. Oh, they haven't played that many games yet, have they? Conference games? Detroit played three conference games already? No, that can't be right. That's what I'm saying. Just so you know, I'm reading the stats off of the NFL uh, dot com page. I'm not making this stuff. <laughs> I don't want you all to think that. So let me see. I'm trying to get their schedule up for you. Detroit hurting. <laughs> Detroit is hurting if they've lost that many conference games already. Well, well, right now Detroit is sitting no, on the fire that they haven't only, played any conference. They've only lost to lost to um, Minnesota. This is all about. This is all about the one and one. 
Yeah. yeah. Whichever team we to say is one and one in the division. Exactly. So, so we should, you know, make for an interesting game because it's still a rivalry. You know, so I'm with I'm you. Do I want the Bears to take a loss today? Oh, no. Do I want the better play out of the Yes. Do they, they have, have to win today? Win. No. <laughs> right. It's like an NFC like North catch 22. Exactly. You know, because you want the game to be good for the division. I don't, you know, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I really don't see the Bears not going to blow anybody out right now at this game. At this point, you know, we know those. But we also have seen, you know, signs of where Detroit doesn't have a bad defense. Their defense is actually very – it's pretty decent. You know, compared compared to ours, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's you know, they're yeah, probably all almost about the same. I will say, on the big picture thing for the entire season, I want the Lions to lose today, but I need the Lions to win a few games because I don't want the Lions to end up with a better draft pick than Chicago. That's my Bears fandom and my realistic fandom come out. Oh, my goodness. Will you two give your predictions? Because all the side shows up for the Bears to be better. They need to play better. How about that? Let's play better in football. I was the only person last week that picked the Bears to win and did the Bears win. Yes, they did. As the crowd agreed with you. But today, are you guys both going for the Bears? I, I think I'm going to go ahead and pull it for them. Last week, I was on the fence. But today, I'm going to the Bears side of the fence. All right, so that's two for the Bears. I'm I'm neutral with this. I just want to see. We won't be surprised. No. Their entire season has been gone. That's about it. The return of the bouncing sound. Right. It's called the boing. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, as as we get technical with our uh, sound effects. Of course. You have to label things rightly. But you can call it what you want. So we are going to move on. There are other teams in the NFC North that will be playing the football today. Are we sure? Those teams that were purple and those teams that were green don't even matter. So we're going to mute him. And moving, right <laughs> <laughs> moving right along, the next um, 1 o'clock, if you're in the East Coast, 12 noon, if you're in the Midwest, and if you are on the West Coast, God bless you all for getting up this early to watch football. Like, this awesome. But Kansas City, a Jamal Charles Kansas City made its way to Minnesota. That, that is true. I have to say, honestly, a, a deep breath. That was hard to see. That was hard to see. Uh, well, well, no, Because their offense is so sad. I think I still be. I think I still be. It is. He, he, was, uh, he was on my fantasy football team. He was my starting running back. I hope he gets better soon. But, you know. I, yeah, the entire staff does. That was hard. To, I couldn't believe it. I was really hoping that it wasn't an ACL. Maybe it was a sprain. Um, um, you know, pull pen to anything other than that, and that season injury ending, and we're praying that it's not career ending. 
So right now, Minnesota has the opportunity to take advantage of that. Of course, you don't want to kick a man when he's down, but it's also a sport and a battle, and you got to do what you got to do. No, no. In but life, Minnesota, you don't want to kick a man when he's down. On the football field, you keep, you keep pumping, you keep doing everything because you want right, to win so the game. We, we don't promote We're not promoting. No, I'm not promoting injuring players. You take advantage of. You yeah. enjoy the fact that your starting running back's not in the game. And, and you know what? I, I have to agree with you. Uh, I'm well, hold on. Wait a minute. I know what he's doing because from a football standpoint, you know, you we're know, not saying nobody kick you while you're down. So please, people well, who are sensitive, you know, please put your sensitivity to the side. We're not saying that. What we're saying is you take advantage of the opportunity. But I just said that. I just said that. No, 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 no. no. Jamal I mean, like I said, you don't kick a man when he's down, but if you have that opportunity, run with it. I mean, it's battle. No, see, the problem is not. Like oh my god. I believe that our fans and our listeners are smart enough to understand what I'm saying. On off the field, hey. you never wish for anybody to get hurt. On the field, you pray that they are walking off the field and being carried off the field and you gonna take advantage and run and run all day and uh, in the immortal words of Forrest Gump, I was running, and you keep running with me. Right, but then, like, my teacher always told me to read and write as though somebody is a five-year-old. Not saying you're remedial, but let me get it out. I don't want to, you know, think that everybody understands what I'm saying, so I want to make it clear, but now this is going to be a violent battle. Please don't in front of the kick anybody oh, down. Oh, Thank you. So, please, well, not saying, you know, we, 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 I don't want, you know, you twisting my ankle while I'm laying there. You know, I'm not saying. Or, nobody or, or have you ever been to Yes, I have. I, I, I didn't, you know, like We're I said. We're not looking for the, the, the Mary Weather you know, we just simply saying, hopefully they can take advantage of it. And, you know, right. But, we, but also at the same time, everybody knows that Minnesota is playing the way Minnesota is playing. They hit Yes, they are. They're not hitting people. They're colliding. They're collisioning. Yeah. It would be being nice. Yeah. The, the, the Vikings are coming with it. What better team to, to have in Minnesota right now? Alex Kansas Smith City. is in trouble. Yes, yes, Alex Smith. Because he does not have a running back to hand it to. Alex Smith is going to look the way Philip Rivers did. Philip Rivers is getting up off the ground playing the Vikings like, hold on. Somebody call a timeout. Are we already calling a timeout? I wish Philip Rivers was going to get two weeks ago. Because I'm still mad about my 20 30 burger on the fantasy football. We are bad. Let it go. You saw it. So moving right along, Minnesota fans. He took away my undefeated, so I'm going to hold it against him all season. start, and then I know I'm going to get pummeled for this, but today is a day that um, I really need to see him get that ball out of his hands faster than, like, 45 seconds. His O-line is honestly holding him, 
and they're giving them time. And you know, Teddy, if you can't, if nobody's open, if anybody's covered, because you know they're gonna, they, you're they're gonna sack AP. There's no way they're gonna continue to let Adrian Peterson run the ball the way he has in the past. But please believe he will get open if he finds a hole. That O line does a great job of making holes for him. And they're going up against Kansas City. I don't think Kansas City is going to be that effective in stopping the run for AP. It's not a, you know, stop him. It's not going to be as though they were playing Green Bay or something. So that's an advantage Teddy has. Also, Mike Wallace is scheduled to play today. Amazing wideout to have. Mike Wallace catches the ball, his catches and the mountain guard that he gets. It's been amazing. That was a great addition. He's got to utilize them. Um, Brandon Allen, Kyle they do the trade off of tight end. So, Teddy's got some offensive weapons, and my man, Teddy, dude, nothing else, run and slide. But try not to slide here comes this game. All right. I, I want to jump in. I've been a person that has literally been riding Teddy Bridgewater because I know his talent, and I'm riding him because I love him a little. Um, Teddy Bridgewater, today's game not only should be your uh, breakout game, it's the best chance of a quote-unquote breakout game. You have your Mike Wallace. You have Adrian Peterson. With all of that that you have, take advantage of it. Since you can take advantage of it, Teddy Bridgewater, this is your chance to look like a Pro Bowl QB because a win is not just what you need. You need a win that was because of you, not in spite of you. Because right now, your defense and Adrian Peterson are who everybody is looking to. Raise your hand and remind everybody I'm here for it. Reason. Exactly, exactly. And he's got the advantage. I mean, when you look at the matchup, if you want to go off paper and you want to go off stats comparing both teams, while so far this season Kansas City has had the upper hand when it comes to the Vikings in total yards per game, but rushing yards per game, the Vikings are killing them. They got to get the ball to AP, McKinnon, Asiata. They they can really run this ball. So I'm going with the W for the Vikings, and I'm praying that coming off a of bye, my spot does not let me down. North Turner. I'm always. I'm just saying. She gonna always call out North Turner. It had looked like we were excited that North Turner had what he needed. Uh, but see what had happened was. He forgot that he's a good coordinator. We need him to remember this week. Well, I am on the same side here. I'm hoping that Teddy can, you know, figure it out for himself in this game and that, you know, he doesn't hold the ball too long. He can go ahead and get rid of it. Like, we need him to be shotgun Teddy. You hear me, Teddy? Start pulling the trigger, dude. Get rid of the ball, get it downfield. Open up the run of game for AP, and I believe that they'll go ahead and bring home a win today. It'll be great for them to do so. You know, and like I agree with you know not riding the defense and not riding off of AP and, and his legs and, and his back, and he needs to step up and just be like, hey, I'm here too, and we are gonna do this together rather than taking them unnecessary hits and holding the ball too long. And I mean, if I can go to the bathroom and come back, and you still got the ball, that's this shit. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> I promise. Yeah, you're still looking for people. Like, dude, maybe I. Mm. I mean, it's okay, Teddy. Like, we but see, here's the thing. You yet, Teddy. Now, 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 I wonder if he needs glasses. I know who needs glasses. It's called Blair Walsh. <laughs> 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 Blair. Yes. It's called the gold 
See, Blair Walsh is the first, the number one person that hated the new PAT rule because he had mastered the art of kicking it in from five yards out. Okay. But not so much on okay, 15 yards out. Hold on. That, that rule has nothing to do with the Blair Walsh. Let's go back two seasons ago. When they were down, all they had to do was kick a field goal. In the game, Vikings would have got the W. Instead, we go into overtime and the Vikings lose. I said, he, I said he mastered the art of the PAT. I didn't say he mastered the art of field goal. I think the punter should be the kicker. <laughs> I, I think I could be y'all kicker. It's not that I would kick anything in, but you'd be in the same Do results, and to, I would appreciate that. Do you need to wear glasses? <laughs> he like I said, if
how do you make a decision on this next game as we swing around and talk about Green Bay? Ooh. Mm. I will always talk about the team in Green Bay. I just would never say their name. As he just can't say their name. All right, so the team in Green Bay is the name of the team. Say what now? Normally we call them that team in green, but we've got you to say their name today. How about it? That's his child move. You have got to say where they play. Uh, I don't want to say where they play. No, the name of the team begins with the letter T. The name of the team begins with the letter T. I didn't say that. No, the name of the team begins with the letter G. No, that's the city they play in. Uh, Just like the Bears are the Bears. They're not Chicago. Uh, Semantics, not Thank you. Thank you. I think that deserves to be fired from Mr. Fucking Now. So he really mad to leave the Browns. So anyway, we're going to never forget. All you people that like the Titans, look out, because the one <laughs> so, San Diego, as if they haven't been beat up enough in our division, even though they got one win out of the NFC North with the Lions, that will almost beat them until they have some kind of memory left in the fourth quarter. The Vikings have handled them, and now it's Green Bay's turn to handle them. The Green Bay has, a, has been having a stellar season when it comes to paper. The Green Bay, um, overall, the team and the coaching staff, they're not overly with their play. They are sitting at 5-0, and so they are one of the few undefeated teams left in the league. And when you look at the offensive comparison, to be honest, um, well, I do know, hmm, believe it or not, the Chargers actually look better on paper. Don't know how, but they actually look better on paper with the exception of rushing yards. So is this going to be a battle for Green Bay for this W, or is it honestly going to be a, an easy win, and they're going to be 6-0? and I'm going to break my rules, and I'm going to break the rules of how we usually do it. We usually get the picks at the end. But let me give my pick at the beginning so you all understand this is not about fandom. I think Green Bay is going to win today. The on-paper part of it, Phillip Rivers has been playing well. All season. Danny Woodhead has been playing well, but they've basically been making him a receiver out of the backfield, basically. So his rushing yards don't look good, but his overall stats still do. Now, let me also add in, although they look good on paper, I don't think San Diego has a chance today. I think Green Bay is going to – Green Bay, ever since – almost losing to the Bears. They have it was almost like the Bears woke him up and said, teams are not going to take us lightly. So we are going to show the rest of the league that almost loss was a mistake. We are we're going to show everybody. We're coming to play. We people are not going to give it to us. Green Bay has come to play every week. And I I put myself on blast last week after saying uh I tweeted out that I made the mistake of saying Clay Matthews hasn't looked all that great and grand. Uh, although I don't think he saw my tweet, I think somebody in his entourage did and passed the word on, said that random fan in Chicago does not know what he's talking about. Mm. So go show him. Mm. As uh, I stood in the gap for uh, Clay Matthews because yeah, I know he's the truth. I swear. But okay. And then if I look at the stats, the leading stat leaders is actually a tie. 
and they're both of them on Green Bay. Julius Peppers and Clay Matthews both have four sacks, and uh, San Diego better just pray that uh, the the Packers, and I said their name, yes, they forgot what the point of football is when they get when they get on that field today because San Diego has no chance. Well, what I hope I think is because it's not a business game. Honestly, I can feel it. I can feel a little bit how to dress. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I'm just saying. This season I started quarterback, so I'll be in the new club. It's back too much. I'll be in the house. But at the same time, as far as Green Bay goes, yes, they are having a great season. Uh, do I think that they've been at the, they're at the point where they're as impressive on the paper as they are on the field? They're not blowing anybody out. You know, they're, they're having conventional wins, but it's great. <coughs> you know, that's been there. That's been what they've done, with, you know, for the past few years. They've always been remarkable and maintained consistency regardless of who's on the That's team. true. Very true. You know, so they'll be as good as they are or, you know, or one of the best teams right now. It's not really surprising what I do love, and I got to say my man name, James Jones. James Jones. Yes. Jones. And I actually snapped. Somebody traded him to me because they thought he was not going to be the truth. And I held on to him. Oh, and I thank him every week, fantasy wise. Mike Jones reference when we called out James Jones. Hey, man. It's big. Hey. Back then, they didn't know him. Now he hot. They all know him. James Jones. <laughs> I'm just let's just keep it real. Just do a search for Mike Jones, and the joke she just cracked will make a whole lot of sense. Hey, that didn't know me. Are they hot? Are you hot? They are all on James Jones. It's true though. They had them there before. He is. He he was there before, right? It wasn't even that. It was the fact that you have Cobb and Nelson in front of them. I think Green Bay realized what they had, but they also realized we're not going to put him in front of them on the depth chart. Because I guarantee you, Jordy Nelson's still healthy. Uh, James Jones getting a play or two, but he's not getting his playing time. Brandon Cobb, not injured, we're not having this conversation because all of the fuck would be going to Jordy Nelson and Randall Cobb. Yeah, well, that's true. Yeah, that's, well, that's really true. But but here but here's something that's Green Bay, Green Bay, if they understand what they have, but they also understand what size the bread is buttered on. And their bread is buttered on Randall Cobb and Jordy Nelson. Well, you what know what? What we did not realize is the the gap between Pallet, Randall Cobb, and Jordan Nelson is not a far drop from James Jones. It's usually the third string, or it's the third QB on the depth chart. Depth chart is a is a smaller, a larger gap. There is not a huge gap. Well, the one thing that I'm going to say, and I definitely agree with that. But something that has been absolutely awesome for Green Bay is we have seen Green Bay. This is not the first time Green Bay has been in a situation 
where a player has stepped up that we never even knew was on the team, let alone like we're looking at the roster, like where did he come from? And Aaron Rodgers has made this player stellar. Aaron Rodgers is just the truth. The way Dom Capers works with the defense, um, the way Mike McCarthy works with the offense, they're just the truth. They have an attitude. And, and I'll throw this team out there, and while this is not my favorite team, I cannot deny their play and the, and the amount of wins that they've had, but just like the Patriots. The Patriots have that arrogance which builds that chemistry that they have. So when they take the field, they're not just taking the field to play football and hope for a win. They're expecting a W. So even though the Green Bay Packers right now aren't happy with their style of play, they walk out there and they expect the W, and they expect everybody that walks on that field, we went through this, you know how it goes, you know how we get out, be ready. Every player, this is one of the few teams where 95% of the time when, when Aaron Rodgers lets that ball go, just about everybody is where they are supposed to be. When Aaron Rodgers gets those looks and he's throwing these passes and you're like, oh, where's this ball going? The dude can't be open and he's hitting them through defenders in the end zone. Like, that's miraculous and nobody's expecting it. So you've got to give them credit, especially on the offensive side of the ball. Rodgers is the truth and you've got to step your game up to be able to play with them. And everyone they have put on that field just about with exception of the boxer two years ago, two seasons ago, we got hurt. And they, they, yeah, that was a little debacle. They kind of got Sharkeisha on Thanksgiving. But still, beyond that, they've been able to, to pull it together and, and say the truth. So I welcome James Jones back because we all panicked when we saw Jordy Nelson go down and the report came out that he was out of the season. Then we ended up seeing um, Randall Cobb, you know, get injured and everybody really started drinking. Then James just stepped right in, and it's like they didn't miss the beat. So you, you got to give them props. And I understand not only why they're sitting on top of the NFC North division, but also why they're on the top team in the league. And, and see, the other thing is also we have always said Aaron Rodgers could turn one of us into a Pro Bowl player uh, if we got out there on the field today. We forget. James Jones, just being in their system and knowing how they work, it's not just the, you know, the system. On other teams, you might go get back somebody you used to have because he knows your system. But the also, also, James Jones has been in that locker room. He knew what the expectations were when they called him back. So the moment that Randall Cobb was injured, Jordy Nelson already being down, he knew, expect me to go out here and act like the number one receiver that I have to play at. So he knew what the expectations were. And being in that locker room, he was he was prepared to step up because there's other people when they say step up, they're just not ready for it. Well, he was ready, and he has played his heart out, and he will continue to play his heart out. And as, as NFC North fans that we are, we may diss and hate the team from Green Bay all the time because we want what they got, but we sure as heck respect it. We respect what they do, and we just want our teams to do what they do. You have a point. Could you have? The possibility of all having the same record and all playing that well. And the only team that this is like a dream, and I keep hearing scary music every time they say their name is the Broncos. Like, I'm like, how hard is they? But I'm just. <laughs> they should not be. 
I'm sorry, baby. I can't even get out full sentences. That's like a little wild heart. You can't get full sentences. It's like a full sentence. That's a deep breath. That's a deep with the defense under the like, oh, that's the defense They don't have the world's greatest defense. They don't. Thanks, I don't I before the season started, I saw him hit the jackpot. I got Angela Luck and Peyton Manning as my as my QB on basketball team. Angela looks like crap. He can go down. Um, yeah. You see what happened? Right, exactly. Uh, so, the paper and the computer said Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning said Peyton Manning. Uh, because, like you said, the defense don't know why they're in first place, but the offense don't know why they're in first place. I'm just glad that Peyton Manning has some good plays during the time because without Peyton Manning, I would get any points on my last team. I was going to make a terrible comment, but I know there are some Denver fans out there, but yeah, it's like garbage time. But okay. Uh, 
And like, and like I said, man, I'm torn because it's like, I, yeah, I pull for the division, but this not a division game, so I really don't have to pull for Green Bay to win. I'm just saying. And here I was talking about him having a hard time picking and choosing people, and I'm just doing the same thing with myself. I'm actually gonna do. I'm gonna do myself a favor, and on this one, I'm gonna sit on the fence, and I'm not gonna make a pick. I'm gonna be neutral because I have because I have personal stake in this. So. You know, I, 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 do, I, do, I expect do I expect his do I expect uh, Green Bay defense to put him on? Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Of course I do. Uh, he's gonna get reintroduced have, to the Green Grass. Well, he was, but now now here's the funny thing. I think the same game that I beat you in, is you keep bringing it up. I did bring it up. He didn't play. He he got beat up that game. He was, but but you know he still did well. So as far as the game goes, yeah, Green Bay gonna put it on. They don't have a choice. It's just it's where they are right now. I'm not like literally. Phillip Rivers has had a good game all season. Even in the game when the Vikings destroyed them, Phillip Rivers' numbers weren't going to look bad. They just weren't looking great. Which was shocking at how he was getting off that field. I didn't know how he found anybody no. in his same place. And that's, that's the game of Down the field. Like, I was like, oh, my God. It was not. Man, I, 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 I'm, I'm telling y'all, I swear at some point he had to Alex be busy. Smith, you listening? Okay, I'm just saying. He was, I'm, I'm telling y'all, he was busy at some point. He had to be like, I'm tired of getting hit. I'm tired of getting hit. I, I, I'm tired of getting hit. <laughs> I said, can somebody that please day, protect me? That, uh, that doctor on the side of every sideline, that quote unquote doctor, after every play or after every try, Philip Rivers was walking in the other direction. They not pulling me off. They not. They not giving me that concussion set. They walk. He just got off the field and walked away. Because he knew he had about twenty-five more concussions. Didn't I just say he was busy? Because I thought he got up once and walked around like, okay, hold up. I'm tired of this. I'm tired of getting hit. I'm gonna tell you what it really looked like. And I only know this because of my personal fandom. Every time he got hit, he would look at his offensive line. I was literally waiting for a day cover moment to happen for him to yell at his offensive line. Because in the beginning, it was like, okay, y'all, y'all not up to enough. Y'all not the greatest offensive line. I can let this, I can let it pass. I'm going to get hit a few times. But by the end of that game, he was looking at them like, man, y'all, are y'all sure y'all getting checked? Because if y'all are, it is a problem a lot more back to that. So, fellas, if you listen, I hope you all are tuned in. I need you to stay alive. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Just stay alive, yeah. dude. Throw the ball, have a good game. Do all that, y'all. Talk about the play where you're at. I need you to stay alive. Okay, so. Wait a minute. I'm, I, I, all I can see right now is positive quality. Just get it. Just get it. Just get it. Just get it. 
<laughs> That's what I'm saying. We just need to get by, buddy. Well, that's all Mike is really saying right now. Just to get by. He's not asking for your all pro game. He wants us to survive. So while Michael is on the fence for this game, I guess everybody has their on the fence game. So we are going to move on to some of the best. You know, we, we love the NFL, but it's just not as exciting as some of these NCAA football games, from the outcomes to the players to everything. So leading into that, we definitely want to we definitely want to go ahead and give a shout out this week for Youth Stadium. Um, we did have the CEO of Youth Stadium on last week, Frank. Good up to Youth Stadium. We absolutely love them. It's an amazing app. If you have the App Store, the Google Play Store, go ahead. Download it. It's the best way online for you to go ahead and interact with fans of your favorite team and even group chats and even promote some of your tailgating events in your city. So it's the letter U, the word stadium, all is one word. Definitely download that. So now we are moving into some college football right about now. And Mike and Mike have watched some – Mike and Mike O. Now go look in green. Have watched some <laughs> – right, um, do you my name? <laughs> hey, the most you can get for me is the Jaguar. I don't think <laughs> Right, they really are. But they have some amazing games. Again, there have been shockers. There were some upsets. There were some crazy plays. There were a few pretty serious injuries this week. And some teams that Dog, I just ain't going to make it. So we're going to let this take away for our college corner. Okay, which one you going to start with? Because I'm not going to see me. It's Michigan, Michigan State. Okay, I, 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 I guess I'll do that for you. All right, so, so yesterday, yesterday while I was in my AI work, 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 I was able to catch the Baylor, uh, West Virginia. Virginia. Now, for those of you who do know, Baylor is number two right now in the country. He did. It started off to be actually pretty competitive. Every time Baylor scored, you would hear, um, you know, you would get a score from West Virginia, and then all of a sudden that changed. And I mean, like changed. Like I looked up one minute, you know, it was twenty four. It was like twenty four seventeen. Next, I look up, it was like forty six twenty four. Next thing you know, the end of the game is sixty two thirty eight. West Virginia does have a good ball ball tip club, people. Please do not be mistaken by the score of this game. They actually played pretty well. They had a bunch of opportunities where they could have scored um, and kept the game a lot more competitive than what it turned out to be. Um, they did have an interception that Baylor intercepted right when they were about to go on to um, score a touchdown, and there was an interception in that case. Um, other games around the globe, if you're looking at um, checking them out, you have uh, UCLA, UCLA, who lost to number 15, Stanford. They staggered 56-35. A 50-burger got put up on them. 50-burger put man, and, and convincingly so. You know, um, UCLA has been playing pretty well this year. I think it's been a while since they've been ranked. But, yeah, Stanford didn't give them any kind of breaks on that. Then Florida State goes to Marshall. Uh, Louisville, Louisville, I'm sorry. 41 No, 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 no. I, 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 I don't know how they pronounce Louisville down there. Uh, it is actually called Louisville. It was, the city of Louisville was named after King Louis VI out of France. 
For all those motherfuckers in Louisville, learn who your city was named after. Louisville. Louisville. They like, First up, the Southern Drive. We don't have the Florida State. Florida State. Florida State. Florida State. Florida State. Florida State. Oh, oh, and then Oklahoma, Wayne, Kansas State. Kansas State had a pretty big game last week. Yeah. I guess they already knew who they were. They kind of, that's their, and they were, 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 and then they have yeah, LSU, LSU number two taking on Florida for 35 and 48. Florida has already won the daggone Heisman Trophy. They need to just go on and give it to him at the midseason mark. Leonard Fournette, um, another 180 yards. Also, this week he didn't do 200 yards. I'll just give you 180. Just, you know, just because, just because I'm tired. I'm tired. I don't feel like running that much today. <laughs> it didn't matter. They still won. And then, of course, you have the great game of Notre Dame. Wait a minute, back up, back up. There's there one play I got to talk about on that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, when they ran the fake field goal, it was a nice fake field goal. They hike the ball to the placeholder. He tosses it to the kicker. And he holds it in for a second. But if you back that up and run it slow, he bobbles the ball about five yards. And the defense is like, you never want to get him because you're like, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. And then he holds the ball. Because the kicker, you can tell they didn't crack up that play enough. He just got lucky to hold on to that ball. It's very possible. You know, so, man, I saw so many missed tackles yesterday. It was unbelievable. Runners, wide receivers, uh, coaches, you and defensive. I hate a lot of y'all. Secondary just, y'all need practice drills. Y'all. Secondary sucks. They don't even wrap up right. The pro level has been proven that it has become a secondary thought. Oh, and my God. Secondary players like uh, Darrell Revis have proven if you coach up your secondary well then your overall defense will trickle down and do much better. Your your secondary is in coverage well. It gives your front seven more time to sack the quarterback. Coach your secondary. Period. Uh, but I love one thing that you have done for me, Michael. You you left me all this meat on the bone called the Big Ten. Hold on, wait a minute. Because we still we got to talk about Notre Dame, BUSC. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to season, uh, uh, it, it, they, it looks good with you, and it looks good with you. Without you there, uh, you just man, Keyshawn uh, Johnson's not walking through that door. Matt Liner is not walking through that door. Reggie Bush is not walking through that door. The anniversary of Bush Bush happened, and Notre Dame just took care of business. Oh man, they look great. And, and I will let you know uh, what you've been waiting, waiting for, Michael. The Big Ten. Now, first of all, I, I'm one that loves the Big Ten. I've been talking about you all, have forgotten how good some of these teams are. And before the season started, the, the expected good teams were probably 
your Ohio State, your Michigan State, and probably three and four were Northwestern and Wisconsin. But well, Northwestern and Wisconsin have dropped out because after Michigan goose eggs Northwestern last week uh, was a 38-0, then this week Northwestern gets destroyed by Iowa 40-10. to So, in a two-week span, Northwestern went from 13 to 20, and I'm willing to bet Northwestern is going to drop out of the top 25 after that game. Then, J.T. Barrett reminded uh, Urban Meyer that I need to be the starting QB because I'm a threat to throw and I'm a threat to run. He got, what, three touchdowns yesterday, or did he get four? Uh, three, he got three, run, he ran in three touchdowns. And not just that. Everybody on the team, including Urban Meyer, knows that Cardell Jones has talent. But J.T. Barrett and in the huddle, he has leadership. And they, everybody just seems so much more in command of what's going on. That was Ohio State. Now, but the best game, I start off by saying, and I know this because I'm a Michigan fan. I'm a Michigan State fan. Um. Michigan won that game yesterday. Except for the last 10 seconds. Them last 10 seconds, even after the punter fumbled the snap, all he had to do was fall on the ball. If he falls on the ball, we're not having this conversation. Trying to get it up, was he trying to throw it? Was he trying to reach it? We don't know what he was trying to do. It ended up in Michigan's face hand. But that still wouldn't have been a big deal because if they tackle him, going back to what Mike said, she still players out of tackle. Because imagine, this is the punt team. So the punt team is supposed to know how to tackle. Right, because they're all defensive players. Right. If they tackle him, we're still not having this conversation. He catches a block and another block and he spins. And Michigan State was not leaving that game at any point in the game until the, until the clock said triple zero. That was, they weren't leaving until the clock had all zero all day. Michigan won that game. I know one thing. I was not going to be around Harbaugh after that game. Because he's already known as Yeller. Uh, I guarantee you they are running today. They are running tomorrow. They will be running Tuesday. They will be running Wednesday. They are not doing any plays. They're going to be some of the most conditioned people in the world next Saturday. They're going to be running and running and running. Uh, but that, that's the big end has looked good. Now, we can forget about the Minnesota. We can forget about the Nebraska, your Rutgers, your Maryland, your Illinois. Yeah, I have to admit, I went to Illinois, and we can forget about them. Indiana, we can forget about Well, actually, Illinois right now, they're scoring. They're scoring two because they luckily, beat, they luckily beat Nebraska. And I'm not forgetting this gentleman to my right with Wisconsin, and he's he, he riding all over my U of my team, but they have looked like hot cottage. To, to, to barely beat Nebraska in the final nine seconds should tell you how bad you're doing. One of the best things just look bad. <laughs> I mean, at least Wisconsin came into the season expecting to be the fourth team in the uh, in the conference. You notice I said expecting, but they're not looking that high. They're not looking that bad. They ain't looking that high. It's a big thing in all of our fourth teams right now. Ohio State, Michigan State, Iowa, 
Well, the way they have the rankings are so far, they have Ohio State, Michigan, this is in the East Division. They have Ohio State, Michigan tied at number one. Penn State at number three with five and two record. Michigan at number four with a five and two record. Nicky Ryan Battle Rutgers, Maryland, Indiana at the bottom. And before you say the before you say the other side, best thing for Iowa, they wouldn't have to see Iowa they wouldn't have to see Ohio State or Michigan State until the Big Ten championship. They don't play any of those teams you just named. At all. The hardest game they had left, they just played yesterday. They just played their hardest game left. So literally, we can, we're looking. We're potentially looking at an undefeated Big Ten championship. But you know the thing is, that's what they even the common you know analysts are just saying that Iowa State. You know, right. They haven't had a hard. They really haven't had to come up against a team that can test them. They haven't had to play Ohio State. They're not going to play Michigan State this year. No. Uh, the best thing for Ohio, I mean for Iowa right now. It's for Northwestern and Wisconsin to go on winning streaks. If Northwestern and Wisconsin go on winning streaks, it makes their wins look that much better. Because Northwestern has the ability to win. They just look like they forgot the last two weeks. They have a team. Because they, they started off pretty well. They started off pretty well because they, they upset Stanford. Uh, so, literally, this is the Big Ten. It's not the only division out there because I was talking about it in the pre-show meeting with Cass this morning. Alabama looks like they remembered how to win again. Uh, Mike and Cass really weren't confident about the Georgia win. They just felt like Georgia looked bad in that game. But they did. Alabama, oh, they did look bad. <laughs> Alabama, Alabama they looked winning yesterday. They looked horrible. <laughs> but did you see Ole Miss lose to Memphis yesterday? That was the shock. Any given Saturday. Any given Saturday is always any given Saturday. You can get it handed to you. It don't and they got it handed. Exactly. They got it handed. They just lose. They got it handed. They really did. They really did. That was pretty bad. They looked like they were not. Ohio, Ole Miss looked like they were the Division Three team yesterday. And that's not a big Division Three team. Thank you. It's a game for me. Well, no, because there, there are some great divisions. There are some great divisions. I'm they can get these division one things are run. But I'm going to sit here. I had to say one day, it's going to be people outside with like pitchforks and fire and torches. I
I'm going to be honest about it. I'm not going to say the talent is not there. Sometimes the Division one schools don't go see where some of the talent is. But tell me Ole Miss didn't look like a Division three school yesterday. Yeah, see, y'all are not disagreeing with me right now. Well, you know, <laughs> I mean, was, I had so uh, in there. No, sorry, I mean, you know, I was looking at NFL. <laughs> uh, I'm sticking to it. I'm sticking to it. But um, I'm say, I'm gonna say Division Three. I just think they um weren't feeling it yesterday. I, I really, I don't know what the disconnect was, but uh. They weren't doing it yesterday. But, you know. Somebody's just not going to be on your side right now. I'm just saying his name. He looks up like they were doing it. You're trying to defend him. He looks. No, no, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I have not defended Ole Miss at all. Have I defended Ole Miss No, you have not. I have not. No, 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 no. This is higher. This is my son. I have not defended Ole Miss. Ole Miss hasn't looked the way they looked yesterday. No, but if you was. Your school might be the winning school. Your school is the exception, not the rule. And that's what I'm saying. 
crickets again. Oh, but there is one thing. Are we still talking about uh, uh, 
Well, touch on it, brother. No, we didn't. Well, yeah, we got we got time to show that. Oh, okay. I need to talk about something. This is a gentleman that is a two-time NBA champion, six man of the year, uh, all-star, multiple multi-year all-star, top five draft pick. His name is Lamar And an amazing NBA player from college to the NBA. He was an amazing player. Who was he at number three classic? Only people to come out before him was Elton Brand and Stevie Francis. And literally, Elton Brand and Stevie Francis had some stellar individual numbers, but I believe hoping them to play their careers to have a long career. So, there are sports fans around this country that are sick and tired of him being known as Mr. Kardashian. He is not Khloe Kardashian's ex-husband. He is Lamar Odom. Thank you. What if you want to be technical about it? You know, her name is... Oh, Khloe Odom. Oh, man, come on, just put it out. Yeah, yeah, divorce is not... Yeah. So that's still married. They're not even actually. So you are reporting it. You're reporting it. You're wrong. But literally, understand... His name is Lamar Odom. And that's what I had to say. I noticed the football show. I know we're trying not to get political from time to time. And even if you consider it political or not, if you're going to be political, be politically correct. The word there is correct because you all are incorrect with all of this. Understand this man is a grown man and he's a man first. And not just an ex-husband or not just a husband. He's an amazing basketball player. She's an amazing, amazing player. I mean, because if we want to keep it real, regardless of all the money the Kardashians have amassed in the past five, six years, Lamar Odom has his own money. He had it before he got close. And he's got a lot of He's got it. Yes, he does. So, no, I don't want to lie. And I'm so glad that he is. Literally, 
if you've ever been to a booster function or any type of fundraiser, it was believable that when you go to a fundraiser, political, sports related, or whatever, people are putting drinks in your hands on a regular basis. The person I blame more than him is once you saw he was inebriated, you should have pulled him away from that stage before he got close to that mic. Now, I'm not going to say that was an excuse, but it was easy to believe and easy to understand how that could happen. Now, over the next following weeks, that puts that situation in hindsight. But see, Sarkeesian, I guarantee you this. I'm glad you're getting help. But I also guarantee, had USC actually been winning, they would have pushed it under the rug. Because it wasn't just that it's your drinking situation. It was your drinking situation and they were doing bad. Because the reports that said that he was drunk on the sidelines against Arizona, that's that's the main problem right there. Because they don't care how you party. This is why you at work and you were still drunk? That's the question. And this comes on the heels uh, well, remember, they just got over the suspension. They're just coming back, and, you know, off of all of that. And then you also, you know, you're drunk at the team meetings on Sundays, and they watch your film. Right, you know, right. All it, was, it was not at the look. And you can't have it. None of it's a political. Not at all. It comes on the heels of right after C.C. Sabathia checked himself into a program as well. So these people checking themselves into a program, I'm not questioning any bit of is this Hindsight is always 2020. It was believable that the beginning is what I was saying. But from the standpoint of seeing that, you know, I want to all the signs have to be there. They had somebody that had knowledge. There had to be someone paying attention, or because you can't be around. The one thing I know about college football, there's always around 24 7. There's always someone around. There's someone in the offices, you know. It's just a system is his right hand. Thank you. So if you you cannot tell me they didn't know he was tossing back drinks before, you know, and and it can get you know, being a head Nobody probably being the head coach of that program is a lot to take on. That was another thing Keyshawn said. It's not like going to be the head coach of Ohio State or Alabama or Texas or Florida or the U. Well maybe the U might be able to compare to this. You are in Southern California, and there is a lot more chances to wild out. There's a lot more chances for this to go go where it goes. You are in Southern California. There's a ton of distractions. So one of the things they need to understand is when they hire a head coach, they're not just hiring an ex and old person. They need to hire the entire package. That's why Keith Carroll was successful there. And hiring Steve Sarkeesian might have been a problem in that because while he might have been an excellent old guy, he wasn't a total package. And 
Two times Oscar admitted that he's a booster at this point in his life. But the boosters need to pay attention to the overall package. He's an alumni. He's a booster. He's a part of the decision makers. And when you hire a head coach in UCLA or USC, you're dealing with Southern California. And Southern California, if you've ever been in Cali, has a million different reasons for the word distraction. Well, you know what? Oh yeah, they do. Kendrick Lamar told us something. So I mean, it is a podcast. We get it. But in speaking of teams distracted, I definitely do hope Sarkeesian does get help though, because it seems to be a serious issue when you are allowing it to affect your job in that manner. Another thing, and I know that Mike will be excited about this, the NFL has jumped behind Ray Rice, and they're giving him a boost. They want to see Ray Rice come back in the NFL. They're actually supporting a Ray Rice return. And I do think it's good. I mean, while this show and the other show, and of course people across the nation do not support domestic violence anyway, he was able to plead his case. He was able to win his case to get people to understand. I, def- I definitely do believe he was sincerely apologetic. He just was not aware of his actions. So he's gone through his, his training, his rehabilitation, and the league is actually ready to see a team take a chance and pick up Ray Rice. And my theory is once you serve your time, once you prove what you do, what you're going to do, not do, don't stop a person from earning a living. And if this is what he does, I don't believe in punishing a person for the rest of their life, period. They don't even do that to murderers. <laughs> they get 25 to life, but if they let them out, they let out. They, they, they let out. <laughs> so literally, they want to punish a person for the rest of their life. And I'm not saying I have to like the person. I'm not even saying that you have to be on your team. But literally, if you're going to keep Ray Rice out, there's a whole lot of other people in the NFL still that need to be cut if you're going to take that thought of it. Um, there's a few head coaches in the NBA. Uh and there, there's one particular head coach in the NBA that I won't say his name, but I will say he played with multiple teams. He only recently got a ring, and he's been a head coach of two teams in the NBA. I give you enough hints, you should be able to figure that out. Uh, I know that one of our co-hosts, she can't stand him. <laughs> but uh, I'll just say this. Don't just believe what is out there publicly. Because there's a lot of NFL, a lot of NBA, a lot of golf, a lot of baseball. Please don't. I'm so excited that. That do so much dirt. Y'all just have you not just heard about Well, I think it's People are healing it. And they forget that. You know, and we all, and everyone's basically, I think it's very careful to have the opportunity everyone else to have. You know, he's paid his tennis. He's done what he's supposed to do. And, you know, as long as he showed an improvement in his overall treatment, you know, uh, the situation and that he's changed. I think it's fair that to fair to, very fair to say that he deserves the opportunity to be back on the field. And hopefully somebody will pick him up and give him the opportunity to do so. I just want to add, there's a few things that we want to just quickly talk about. I'm using my phone. I'm using my phone. 
Let's not forget Andrew Luck is getting back on the field. He is playing the Patriots. Some people don't believe uh, that he has a chance. Andrew Luck might do well this week. And there are those that believe this whole deflate gate channel is the reason why Tom Brady is going to destroy the Colts. That's also keeps that real. Tom Brady has been destroyed the Colts long before deflate gate. <laughs> Even before the flip game came out, he destroyed the Colts 28-0 just in the second half. So, he didn't need any extra motivation to destroy the Colts. I think that was going to happen regardless. Just in this game, though, I still need to see Andrew Luck come out there and be in command of this game. Because Matt Hasselbeck showed, even without the talent that Andrew has, you can still be in charge. You can still be in command. Because we saw a resurgence, resurgence of the receiving core. We saw the resurgence of the running backs. Be in charge of your position. Because the running backs are in charge of theirs, the receivers are in charge of yours, and the luck be in charge of the QB position. You are QB1. QB1 should be in charge at all times, even when you're not playing. Because QB2 can care of his job. Any, any agreement, Oh, I definitely agree with you. I hope that he comes out today and, you know, does very well for his team. They need him to, um, obviously. And, you know, as far as was he the Andrew Luck we saw last year, no, no. But, you know, it, it, this happens in this league. You know, you'll come out, you'll have, have a great year, you have to deal with the real of, of, of being in the league. I got hurt. hurt. And now how do I bounce back from that mentally and, and come back to the game and still have confidence in myself and in my skill and make sure that I leave the team appropriately, you know, not doubt myself when I get back on the field. Those are things that are going to be hard for him, you know, to do with today. And hopefully, not sure if he's been hurt for to this degree in his career, whether it be in college or, you know, whatever. But, you know, what really counts in the game of football is missing something. And a lot of mental toughness is how you find the football game. I would agree. And there's one thing that he does need to do, though. And in the offseason, he needs to be in the gym's office every day. But for the next oh, two seasons, wow. same. Trash people off his alignment. He can have trash people off his alignment. Because literally, I will be on my back for the next 10 seasons if you don't draft me some offensive alignment. But we're gonna see and then go get one or two out of free agency so that he can teach the, up, the rookies what to do. Oh, and, and, and it's not been a good offensive line coach. Because it literally, it wasn't until Dallas figured out it's time to go get some offensive line and we start, they started to be irrelevant again. Oh, that is, that's a good example. Um, <laughs> No. That's obviously not a good thing. Whether they're good or not, the offensive line is now good, though, right? No. That's not a good thing. We can give you that one. Wait a minute. Romo got hit and he ran out the box. So what's really good? All right. <laughs> like he said, I'll take you to Are you going to tell me who, who, who would you rank as the number one overall offensive line on a regular basis in the NFL? Overall, not best. Who would you rank? Overall offensive line, I would still say Dallas has the best offensive line. I was going to give it to Greenwood. 
Check us out, and we haven't forgotten about you guys, so check us out on all of the internet spots. 